Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. My friends, this week on the Friday Faith Follow-Up, we are going to continue talking about communication, about how do we talk, how do we listen, how do we respond. If you did not yet listen to episode 71 on Tuesday, there is some really great stuff there about the, the framework of communication, practical strategies about how to improve your side of communication, because you can't control the other person, and and plenty of, of Bible references, Bible passages to turn to to help you deepen your your skill, your heart, your ability to communicate well. Communication is a huge part of relationships. And today, what I want to talk about um, is just to have a little conversation about why it is that communication is often the most difficult in our family relationships. Now, this is certainly not true for every family. um, And a lot of people could could probably make the argument that communication is the biggest struggle in the workplace. Uh, That's a pretty different dynamic than in the family, in the home, in the family relationships. But I would make the case it's most difficult with our family in part because well, I mean, we can quit our job, we can go to a different, we can find a different employer, go to a different workplace, uh, but we're not going to be finding a different family. We're in it for the long haul. And the reality is, most of us, we fight with our husband in ways that we would never fight with anyone else. And we get upset with our kids for things that we could easily keep our cool about for other people. <laughs> but when our kid says it, or our kid does it, when our husband says it, or our husband does it, it hits home in a really different way. And that is a big part of why communication can be so difficult, because it's it's just different. <laughs> and different does not always mean difficult. But there are a few things that are true about family relationships that make communication a little bit more difficult and definitely different. So we're going to highlight, or I'm going to highlight, talk through some of what I've observed about family relationships here, but also some action steps we can take to not let our family relationships be our worst areas of communication, because that is far from what we want. So I think the number one reason why communication is often most difficult with our family is because these are the people that matter the most. So there is the highest urgency on communicating well. We have a higher level of sensitivity to their perspective, to their point of view, to maybe hurtful things that are said, or even not hurtful things that we might interpret hurtfully. We are typically a lot more sensitive to how our family interactions are looking than we are with a friend or a boss or um, someone at church or even our in-laws and other maybe more extended family relationships. We know these are my people. And so if communication starts to feel a little bit off, that can sometimes escalate really quickly, not necessarily toward conflict. It might escalate toward discouragement 
or distance or kind of figuring out some routines that work and then getting stuck on autopilot because you don't want to rock the boat. These are the people that matter the most. And when something is really important to us, our emotions tend to get really high and we react to things more strongly and possibly more quickly. So that can play out in our family communication. But there's other elements of family life that also make communication more difficult. One of them is that we see each other at our best and our worst. I mean, you might be able to hide hide the crazy from your friends, hide the, the grumbling from your friends, hide that discouraged heart from your friends, from your mom, from whoever, but you're not going to successfully hide it from the people who see you every single day, all day long. We see each other at our best and we see each other at our worst. And so that can often mean that communication becomes almost like a an innocent bystander, <laughs> like we're having a bad day. We can't just avoid communicating with our husband or our kids just because we're having a bad day. And that communication on that day might not go particularly well. And that's in line with the reality that because we see these people so frequently, it's a lot harder to kind of hold it all together until you know, until the conversation is over, because you're still going to see them when the conversation is over. And so we can, we can often handle a difficult communication with a friend or someone we're not going to see, you know, as regularly, we can handle that differently than the people who are going to be there even after the argument ends, even after, you know, we've just vented for 20 minutes. Okay, well, uh, this is awkward. Now, what do we do? We're going to see each other at those more awkward, more vulnerable, worse moments of our, our day, our lives, and our communication. And the, the other piece that I would highlight here about why communication is most difficult in our family is because of the history that we have with these people and the future that we expect with these people. And you might be a rock star at forgiving when someone has said something or has hurt you, not holding a grudge, you know, not letting all of those, that record of wrongs start building up. You might be a rock star at that, but it is still going to pop in your head when your kid calls you a name and maybe that's something you've been trying to work on and you've already forgiven them a thousand times and you've been disciplining them and you've been working on this and they do it again. That is going to push your buttons and it's going to hurt even more because of the past that you've already been through. And the same is true when we think about, okay, well, what does this mean for the future? I'm just using this as an example, but you know, with our kids, if they're struggling with some name calling and saying hurtful things and we've been working on it, okay, now they say it today, it hurts. I have to deal with it in the moment. Yes, I've forgiven the past. We've already dealt with it, but I haven't forgotten it. The pain has not necessarily gone away. And now I may be seeing the frustration that my efforts at discipline or at handling this must not be going all that well. Now I start worrying about the future. What, what kind of child am I raising? What's our relationship going to be like when they're older? How are they ever going to get married themselves and have great relationships? You know, sometimes we start worrying about the future because, again, these people matter to us so much. And now our in-the-moment interaction is taking on a different tone, a different um, 
urgency, a different dynamic because of how the past is popping up into our head and how the future becomes something that we're thinking about and worrying about. Now, again, this doesn't happen for every family. It doesn't happen for every interaction with our families, but it is true for most of us that these are the most important people and therefore there's higher urgency and higher emotion in our communication. We see each other at our best and our worst and we can't really get a break in the same way that we can from other people. And the past pops back up and the future is always in front of us when we think about what our communication is like along with every other element of the relationship in our home and with our family. So what do we do about this? Um, I mean, there's a, a lot of different things that we can do. Certainly everything we talked about on Tuesday in the main episode, episode 71, is going to be helpful with your family, but it might be a little more difficult. There might be higher emotions. Um, it might take a little more time to be working on it. But some helpful strategies that we can take specifically with our family is is to surround ourselves and them with scripture. I know I closed out episode 71 with sharing, um, it's from Psalm 141 verses 3 to 4, which is a prayer that I pray quite often before, um, before speaking <laughs> in a variety of contexts. And it says, set a guard over my mouth, Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. This is something that you could pray together when you're giving thanks for breakfast and lunch and dinner. This is something that you could pray before or during having an argument with your husband or when you are about to discipline your child. This is something that you could write on a big whiteboard and stick it on the fridge, you know, but this is just one example, but adding scripture into your daily routine, into the the art on your walls and, and just the things that your family is seeing and hearing is going to help improve not only communication, but plenty of elements of your family relationships. And this is also a place where, in part because of the intimacy of these relationships, we have a great opportunity to seek accountability and prayer support. So hopefully you and your husband are praying regularly together or for your kids and your whole family getting together for prayer and Bible reading. And this is a great place to tell people, you know, gosh, I have, I'm struggling lately with patience. And I know that that means sometimes I'm raising my voice or I'm speaking harshly and I'm really sorry. I want to confess that. And I want you to pray for me for the Lord to help me. Now that's a very vulnerable prayer request to make to your family, especially but mama, friend, they already know you're struggling with patience. They are already experiencing it. And acknowledging it to them is not only biblically appropriate. Now, I'm not talking about your two-year-old necessarily or your five-year-old. You know, it depends on your kids' ages. It depends maybe on what your relationships look like today. But generally speaking, confessing and asking for prayer in these areas is going to go a long way in strengthening communication. And that's a, a really unique thing that we can do in our family relationships. And then the final piece that I would, or maybe suggestion that I would make when it comes to communication specifically within our family is to really focus on 
Philippians chapter four, verse eight, and applying it to your family. So I don't actually have it right in front of me, but this, this is the verse that tells us, think about things that are true and good and beautiful and honorable. And this verse is reminding us of what to think about. And it's in the context of don't be anxious in anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God. Uh, with Thanksgiving. This is not a direct quote because I'm not reading it right now, (laughs) but it's in the context of dealing with a hard emotion by focusing on gratitude, focusing on prayer, and focusing your thought life on things that are good and true and beautiful. And one of the ways communication can get really messed up in our family because we see each other at our best and our worst, because we have so much past and so much priority on the future, because these people are so important to us, sometimes we get stuck really focusing on our flaws, or maybe even their flaws, their struggles, their weaknesses. Now, we don't want to pretend those aren't there, because you have a responsibility to your family to disciple your kids, to help them grow, to help your husband grow. You, know, you want to be iron sharpening iron, so you're not ignoring the weaknesses and the struggles. But if that is where you're focused, communication is not going to go well. So really be intentional about what gratitude looks like for your family, compliments in your family, finding ways to encourage each other and build each other up according to their unique needs and desires and personality. You know these people better than pretty much anybody else than your family or your coworkers or other people. And so that gives you a unique insight when you try to improve communication to give more genuine compliments, to focus more specific gratitudes and to share that with your family. So those are just a few observations from my own family life, my time as a family therapist, as well as a few ideas about specifically Uh, building up communication, strengthening communication in your family. I hope a few of those ideas might be helpful for you, but let me close us out today with a word of prayer. Holy God, you are the only perfect communicator, and I pray that you will help us to love our families well, to speak well to them, to listen well, to respond well, and to have healthy communication. I pray, Lord, that through your Holy Spirit, you will fill our homes with an attitude of peace and compassion, with gratitude. Lord, I pray that when difficult conversations come up, as they inevitably will with our husband, with our kids, I pray that you will give us, that you will set a guard over our lips, that you will give us wisdom in how to respond, and that you will give us self-discipline, self-control for how we listen, how we engage, how we move forward in communication. Lord, I pray all of this so that our family lives will bring us joy and good and will glorify you and make your name famous in our community and in our churches, that people will see our family interactions not just the pretty picture that we put on the outside, but that they will see us interact and communicate in ways that tell them God is present with them. The Holy Spirit is among them and it's beautiful and I want that. 
Lord, I pray that our families can enjoy the fruit of healthy, good communication. And I pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sisters, that is all I have for you today. We will be back next week, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If um, if you enjoy the podcast, it would be so awesome to leave a written review in whatever app you're using. Um, that is such an encouragement to me, and it helps other people find the podcast, because I think every time there's a new review, it's like, ooh, the algorithm, you know, they do their thing. Um, but mostly... They send me an email and says, hey, you got a new review. And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. So just putting that out there. That is a great way to communicate encouragement and blessing. But my friend, I pray that your family can be communicating well. And we will be back next week. All right. Hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.